This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, Whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, 
and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe Within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen each week we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness yoga addictions spirituality mental health rituals and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. what's going on welcome back to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen thank you so much for coming through listening and being part of this community today's episode is really special to me because i got to sit down and video chat with my friend sean from art school we've known each other for a long time and we've been um friends since about since 2008 or 2009 uh, so we talk about addiction, we talk about plant medicine, we talk about aboga and him going to Costa Rica and exploring that plant medicine. We talk about relapses and clearing out our past, creating new stories, um, letting go and rewriting our story. So we talk a little bit about his experience with the plant medicines, what he saw, what he felt, what transitions occurred, and he talks and shares a little bit of his story, and he's vulnerable, and it's a beautiful conversation. I think you'll resonate with it. Um, Whether you have addictions or not, we are all subconsciously attached to something in our lives, whether it's a substance or a relationship or an outcome to a situation. Um, So I think this episode will help everybody with whatever transition you're working through in your life right now. So I hope that you enjoy the episode. Feel free to share this episode with somebody in your life, screenshot it, tag me on Instagram. All the information's in the show notes if you want to get a hold of me. So I hope you enjoy. Let's get into the sponsor and the episode. This episode is brought to you by ThoughtCloud CBD, which is one of the purest CBD companies I'm affiliated with. They are Reiki-infused, vegan, sustainable, and pure, lab-tested, world-renowned CBD, and they have a variety of products from tinctures to topicals and even face masks and facial cleansers that are infused with CBD in them. I've actually been using ThoughtCloud CBD products for almost two years now, and I love their tinctures so much. Um, It was one of the first companies that I really got deep into the tincture form of healing, and their tinctures are really nice and light. They have coconut oil in them. They don't have all these crazy flavors with additives and, you know, different types of chemicals that you don't want to be in your CBD. You just want exactly what you are getting. And the reason why you take CBD is to heal. So you don't want any of those junky fillers in there. And CBD is not meant to have that stuff in it. 
So Thought Cloud is all about healing and I recommend using their tinctures for anxiety, depression, inflammation, gut health, autoimmune flare-ups, and I also use their CBD facial cleanser bar soap, the CBD mud mask that you guys always see me posting about in my stories. So if you'd like to check out Thought Cloud, you can follow them on Instagram, just type in Thought Cloud, or you can purchase anything off their website, thoughtcloud.net, and you can use discount code GYPSYLOVEFLOW for a discount. And if they're ever having a sale, you can also use my discount code GYPSYLOVEFLOW, and that will give you extra money off, even if it's like a 70% crazy sale that they have. Sometimes they have sales during the season. So go ahead, check them out, thoughtcloud.net. Use code GYPSYLOVEFLOW for a discount at checkout. All right, so basically, Sean, you've, you've been going through quite a transition recently, and I feel like life is full of transitions, but... I find your your recent transition and story really inspiring, and um, I would love to know, because I know last time we were talking, we talked about the word relapse and how there's some stigma based around it. Like some people think a relapse, and then you swipe clean, and then some people think that when you relapse, you know, it's okay. And I like to get your your perspective of like what what's a relapse and what can cause a relapse and like how does somebody know that like they are relapsing and that they should step into you know deeper connection of help or whatever it is that you need to recover well i don't like the term relapse um i would say I mean, relapse is the word, but every relapse is a lesson. Um, For me this time, the relapse was a lesson of materialistic things for me. Um, I had about two years clean from opiates. I had a union job, I had bought a car, I had a girlfriend, Um, I had all these external things that I thought could fill that void inside of me and make me happy. Mm -hmm. But down the line, um, I realized that all these things that I had just weren't making me happy. I wasn't living a fulfilling life a life that like had meaning and value and purpose. I was just kind of going through the motions and trying to, like I said, fill the void with just things. Things and your job that you, the union job and. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't fulfilling enough to me. Um, you know, uh, I know that I have a higher purpose of existence, but I just, I went with the motions because I felt like I had no outlet to really follow my dreams anymore. It was kind of just like financial struggles that I just had to pay back bills, catch up on my debt. Mm-hmm. And it just, it overtook me and I lost sight of what was the true meaning of life. <laughs> So what was that, what did that look like to you? Was it, it was over the course of time, obviously, but was there just one pivotal moment that like, that woke you up and you were like, no, this, this, this lifestyle isn't like I'm meant for something bigger. Like, was there one day or one specific moment? I've known for the longest time that like I had a higher purpose on this planet, but, um, it was, it was through the breakup that like really got me thinking about it. I, that was the cause of my relapse was a breakup with this girl and it really, um, 
it really messed with my head because I always felt like my purpose was to meet a girl, fall in love, start a family, blah, blah, blah. The whole cliche right there. But um, mm-hmm. no, my, I felt like my real purpose was to help people and to f- figure out a way to help people in a way that, I don't know, could make me money, I guess. Right. I mean, Money, make a living yeah yeah make a living off of off of your passion and so do you think that this breakup was meant to happen be- because it was somewhat of a push for you to like realize that and maybe like like i think as as if you want to put us both in a category as addicts or everybody's kind of an addict of something but like codependency and like relationships do you think that stepping away and like having that band-aid of like a, a relationship ripped off was what opened your eyes to wow like i y- you need to like find something deeper than what you were what you're doing in your life well yeah i mean the breakup and the relapse kind of went hand in hand and then when i got clean from that it was a big conscious awakening that like I needed a more conscious way of living. Um, I was almost running on autopilot and I wasn't leading, living this, uh, this meaningful life. I was just, I don't know, I just felt like I was just a number Yeah. in the grand scheme of everything in the society. I just felt like I was just another, another person yeah Um, but you think but like your gut and your instinct or your high self or whatever you want to call it was like telling you and nudging you and kept kept bothering you and saying like there's something deeper that you're you're meant to do yeah um through through a lot of meditation and different steps i've taken in this past uh relapse and in recovery um, has really led to a more purposeful and meaning, meaningful way of existence at the moment. So basically, let's fast forward to your, your trip to Costa Rica. Um, you, you had a calling or a gut feeling that you wanted to go to Costa Rica and, and do a uh, what was the, the plant medicines that you did there? So I just went out to Guanacaste, uh, Costa Rica, and um, I did iboga. And what, what is iboga for, for the people who don't know? And I'm still kind of learning about it too, so. Well, iboga is a root from a plant in South Africa that's been used in African shamanic tribes for centuries for uh spiritual awakening self-realization and just tapping in with your intuition and your spirit that's been locked away for such a long time and you so you drink it no it's actually it's a bark it's a root so the bark is ground up very finely and um there's different ways to take it like in the realm of addiction and addiction recovery um there's, you can do ibogaine, which mm-hmm. is one of the 12 alkaloids that is in the iboga root. Or you could go to, which is in a hospital type uh, setting, you know, doctor, monitor. Um, or you could do it in a spiritual ritualistic setting, in which I did um, with a shaman. Um, and it's just basically the bark ground up and you eat it. And then you can take capsules oh okay yeah so it's not a drink like ayahuasca okay ayahuasca is the tea but yeah right so can you can you just describe to me and the listeners a little bit about your your experience and you can you can be as detailed or you know you can share whatever you would like to share but just as far as what were your intentions going into it like what did you want to get out of it and what did what did you get out of it you what did you see? What did you feel? Well, one thing that they tell you about iboga 
is it's it's good to have intentions going in, but not having your intentions met is okay. Mm -hmm. Iboga gives what they say is Iboga gives you what you need rather than what you want. And I went in with a list of intentions, things I wanted to clear up, um, you know, my past, present, and future. Um, so I had some questions written out, but I wouldn't necessarily say that all of them got answered, but I did receive some knowledge and messages and that could help me kind of like tap into spiritually who I am down inside. Like one of the biggest things that I've been doing with my life for the past number of years is like, I've been so ego driven. Like my mind has been controlling my life. My ego has been controlling everything for me rather than me following my intuition and my heart and my spirit. And what do you mean by that? Like, like, what do you mean by your ego is driving you like your ego and your, your expectations from society or like what, what part of the ego is, was like controlling you? Um, like, I know you mentioned material things. What was like the main heaviness that your ego was, was causing you? I guess I could say like my personal desires, my expectations for myself, um, my resentments and lessons I've learned in the past and just the way my mind um, handles situations, um, being reactive to situations, just immediate reaction as opposed to consciously understanding situations and working through them in a constructive manner. I was just very reactive to life mm. um, going on like a, a monkey mind as they call it. Um, just the way I've handled life prior. And that's one of the interesting things about Iboga. And that's what like kind of really drove me to Iboga as opposed to like ayahuasca is that like in the st in the realm of addiction and opiate addiction, it's, it had it actually like re you know throughout life you go through situations and you've created these neurological pathways and thinking in which you handle situations and what iboga does is it somehow miraculously it's i, I don't understand it but it resets all the neur neurological pathways in your brain prior to doing any drugs prior to any like past trauma so it's basically like starting all over again and having to like relearn how to handle and deal with situations of emotional stress, um, hmm. emotional, any, any type of stress situations. Like it strips you. It strips you. It completely sets you, I don't want to say sets you back, but it resets your brain to where okay. like you have to like relearn. And was it, so can you describe the experience a little bit like as far as the the visions or the the messages that you received like these these truthful things that you maybe realized during during this experience well i i did the iboga i did four ceremonies um i stayed there for two weeks and they do two ceremonies within the first week and then two ceremonies within the second week. Normally people just stay for one week, but I stayed for two weeks. It was recommended by the facilitator that, um, because I've been struggling with an opiate addiction for eight or eight or more years. So right. that it would be more beneficial to me if I stayed for more than two sessions. So that makes that's sense. what I did. Um, so the first, the first uh, ceremony was very interesting. Um, now, some people have very profound visions and hallucinations, and some people don't. Um, and every, every ceremony, every experience is different. So you can't have any expectations as far as what the iboga is actually gonna do to you. Mm -hmm. So the first ceremony I had, I didn't have any profound visions or um, spiritual awakenings, but 
it was basically a full cleanse of my body. It was a cleanse of my mind. And throughout the night, I was basically arguing. It was a constant argument between my intuition and my ego. My intuition was saying things like, this is what you should believe, blah, blah, blah. And then my ego would answer right back and say, no, this isn't what you believe. So it was like a constant like bickering for the longest time um, throughout the night. It's interesting. What were some of those, those internal battles or ideas that your, that your gut and your ego were like battling about? I guess you could say just self-worth, self-acceptance, not being so hard on myself, looking at the world as still positive in a beautiful place and still granting myself access to opportunities for the future rather than being so closed-minded all the time. Mm So the best way I could describe it was like two best friends that like haven't seen each other in years finally like met with each other. And it was just like an awkward conversation between the two. Like it's crazy because it's like two separate entities that you're consciously hearing talk to each other. Mm-hmm your spirit and your or your ego and your spirit are like literally talking and it's it's really incredible how it like it's like you're almost like watching it like a movie or listening to it like uh on your headphones how wow it's not connected to you like it's a it's almost subjective like it's in your face like you're watching it you're not like you're you're if <laughs> you see it i don't know how to describe it's like- it it kind of sounds like Sean stepped out of the building and, and you were like overcome by like, yeah, your, your, your angel and your devil. Mm -hmm. Now don't get me wrong. Like ego can be a good thing and it could be a bad thing. Yeah. Your, your ego can protect you. Like that's why when I got out, um, came back, I felt so vulnerable. I felt so emotional mm. because this ego has been like protecting me for so long on ways that I've used it to protect my emotions, my negative thinking. You know, in a way, I felt like cocky before going in. And then when I got out, I felt like shit, I'm weak. I'm vulnerable. Like, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Right. But like, don't you think that's a little bit of what society puts on the male, the masculine, like, society, like, population? Or like, I feel like what you're describing is what a lot of people are talking about right now is men or masculine energies are finally beginning to somewhat feel like they can break off that shell or that layer and start feeling emotion and start speaking them their truths because society for so long has has ingrained in us that men men who show emotion are are not strong and not empowering and they can make people feel uncomfortable or whatever i think that what you're saying is so true like it's it's healthy to have have a bit of ego because without it then you know then we're just walking around like with maybe maybe the ego helps us have that drive and that passion and having a little bit of competitive energy is okay and having a little bit of envy is okay because that can like spark your creativity and and feeling your emotions and speaking your emotions is good because you can only hold that shit in for so long. And I, I feel like maybe that's the cause of a lot of men or women 
who just like have a lot of masculine energy and they turn into a drug a drug addict or an addict of some sort because they're trying to like quiet down their the two contrasts of of uh ego and spirit can be confusing at times i guess well i think it goes a little deeper especially with the like feminism and equality of men and women you know um back to our primal days you know the 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 female was the cooker the gave birth you know the the caretaker mm-hmm. while the male was the hunter the strength yeah so for this new sense of equality that's been brought and I don't want to say pussification, but pussification of, you know, to today's society, like strength and power is almost just in the realm of like money, like money and that sense of power, like mm-hmm. a sense of control, you know? Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, a lot of women are stepping into their power and stepping into their masculine energy. And like a lot of entrepreneurs are women now. And it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of resetting society and how we look at men and women. And like, in that sense, yeah, I think money is like a huge, huge factor of like strength, you know? And And we got stay at home dads now. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, so through that, through that experience with the Iboga, did each session that you did become more intense? Like, can you, can you talk a little bit about the, like, what was the most intense session like for you? What did it look like? What did it feel like after? Well, I definitely, after, because after hearing about everybody else's experience, like they had like crazy visions and they were seeing things and I was like, dang, maybe I didn't take enough. So the second night, the second ceremony, I took a lot (laughs) and I got sent into a very visual trip. Okay. And so... A couple of things. One of the one of the really profound thing visuals and messages I got was I was going through people in my life, thinking about people that are in my past, present, and future, past and present mm-hmm. in my life. And I was able to like look at a portrait of them in my mind, and saying to myself, "Is this person?" saying I don't know if saying is the word because it was just like this message that was given to me it wasn't actually spoken but like I would look at this person and I would say to myself is this person good for me uh should I continue with this person in my life and basically I they changed colors in response with an answer like I think they turned green like the entire person turned green and then I got like a warm sensation in like my heart area like okay this person should be kept in my life Mm -hmm. and then another person would pop up in my mind and then they would turn red and then I would get like a very disgusted feeling and then with iboga you purge a lot you throw up so wow every time the person was negative and i i got the message that this person should not be in my life i immediately puked into the bucket next to me wow almost like i purged them out of my life it was very symbolic in a way so i just i I noticed that and i was like wow that's very intense and did you purge for every single person that that popped up absolutely holy shit that's not not many there weren't many but definitely like especially because like you know throughout the time you're like uh i feel like i have to puke but 
I don't want to puke just because puking sucks. So like you're able to mentally control it, but like when that happened, it was just so overwhelming and I just like had to let it out. So. Right. So your, your like your nervous system is just like super, super sensitive when you're on that and you just can't, you just can't hold it back. It's energy. Oh, oh Iboga is extremely unpleasant. It's one of the most unpleasant experiences that I've experienced in life. Wow. Yeah. See, so, all right. And, but as you're saying that in the same, in the same breath or energy or whatever, it was also one of the most transformational experiences. Like, how did you feel after all of your sessions did you, how'd you feel physically? How'd you feel emotionally? And like, what did you, what were you ready to do when you left Costa Rica? I can say that when, out of, after I got out of the ceremonies that the clarity of mind and the quietness in my mind was just so unreal i just like there was so much peace you know like how you have like chitter chatter and just rapid thoughts that just like consume you some days it was just like it was like no thoughts i was just like internally at peace like i had no worry i had no doubt i was just like so comfortable with just living in the present moment and it was just like a sense of pure bliss wow that's amazing i mean so it 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 literally stripped you down it washed out all of like the the monkey mind chatter and so with that like with this clear you know cleansed mind blissful mind what what did this plant medicine like what were the main messages that that you had and you were like all right I'm when I go home like this is what I'm gonna live by like what were the main things that you remember and that you're that you brought back with you it wasn't so much like a message But it was just like, giving my intuition a new strength and like giving myself a new reason to just follow my heart and trust my heart and follow my passions rather than security, I guess you could say. Like a sense of like, uh, that's what I always do in recovery situations. Like I just get a job. I start working a meaningless job. I live a very unfulfilling life and it lasts for only so long. I could ride that pink cloud for so long and then it just ends up leading to a relapse. So after this Iboga experience, I, I'm really following my passion of helping people. And I think the message I really got was to become a drug addictions counselor. I feel that I could make a big difference with people. That's amazing. So I really, I truly think that the series of events that happened didn't happen to you. They happened for you because maybe if like that breakup didn't happen or that relapse didn't happen, then you wouldn't have been pushed to the edge and like gone and done those ceremonies and, you know, ripped the bandaid off and made, made the change and I think a lot of people can really resonate with that, with what you just said. Cause like, I feel like people go through these cycles where it's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to move to a different city, reset, going to get a new job, going to get a new life, whatever. But then like after three or six months or whatever, they find themselves like not feeling fulfilled. And it's that constant chase of, of like a quick change or a quick like what's the word I'm looking for um being stimulated like people who are addicted to traveling and like never 
stay put for like a month is because maybe they 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 react in a way like they I don't know what I'm trying to say but I guess like what you're what you're saying I think people really a lot of people go through that where they get stuck in the cycle they get stuck in the pattern and then they're like wait what am I doing I'm on autopilot like what am what am I actually doing is this actually what I want to do with my life am I happy and that's just amazing that 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 came from that and I think like if anybody that I know would be a good drug and alcohol counselor or addiction counselor it'd be you because you're so like easy to talk to and your energy is just very comforting so it just makes complete sense that that's the calling that that you got so so explain to me a little bit about your transition back um from costa rica back into normal life or whatever quote unquote normal hmm. life and like how it was how did it feel was it challenging like what what are the things that you're going through to uh transition into normal life oh that's a tough one um i mean i had i had always been i had always practiced meditation i had always done yoga um i've always been a skateboarder so that's a very big form of therapy for me um but, you know, I was granted with an opportunity to come live with my brother and really focus on my recovery this time, as opposed to dealing with the stresses of bills and um, working, you know, a mind, mind, like a physical and mental exhausting job mm-hmm. just to like make ends meet. So I was blessed with this opportunity to move in with my brother. So I've really been taking advantage of meditation yoga skateboarding and um conscious living so what do you mean by that uh just living every day in a way that i wish i could have before like more gratitude yeah just being more present mm-hmm. just living a more present life um because i'm that type of person that i project into the future and i dwell too much on the past right instead of living in the present moment and just enjoy being alive right. and it's been a struggle of mine for a very long time um just because I'm constantly worried, I, I constantly worry about things, um, or I constantly beat myself up off of failed opportunities or regrets in the past. Um, right. So, and that's what yoga and meditation is all about, and just allowing yourself to anchor down and in, into this moment and not attach yourself to the past because we are not our past like we are, but we're not because every day that we wake up, we have the opportunity and the choice to evolve and to turn into a better person. And when you, when you live this life of consciousness and awareness, um, I think that's exactly it. Like just living in the moment and society ingrains in us all these things like expectations of how much money we're supposed to make where we're supposed to be at 30 um what type of life that we hold with material things um and then also like even if you're in the spiritual community i feel like we can still be ingrained with like oh you're you're spiritual then you should be happy and you should be grateful and and live in abundance but there's still going to be those days where like we're not okay. So like, I think it's really important to, to shine awareness on that too, like at, in your healing and recovery and whatever, everybody's healing some kind of trauma. There's going to be days that are hard and it's really hard to find gratitude, you know, but that's mm-hmm. like the practice. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's great that you say that it's okay to have a bad day. 
it's okay to like that's one thing I learned and that's been helping me in this last recovery situation is just like understanding that it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to have a bad week just mm-hmm. know that it's gonna pass and yes I'm sure for normal people that's just a regular thing they deal with but in like the mind of an addict it's like when something bad happens the whole world collapses in our mind so we yeah. just we just break down we we just break down to the core of our being and that's usually what causes the relapse because we don't know how to deal with bad feelings and emotions the only way the only neurological pathway we've created in our brain was just to resort to the drug we know that this drug will make us make that bad feeling go away right you know even if it's like something small too yeah like even if it's like the most minor thing that happens in your life like it'll take charge and be like oh you want to feel like you're you're on top of this you want to feel okay just resort to whatever it is drugs alcohol food sex you know whatever it is so yeah yeah suppressing negative emotions is never a good thing no because you're just gonna fucking burst at some point Mm -hmm. you're gonna have that relapse you're gonna have that anxiety attack you're gonna have that whatever so you might as well let it out as it comes as it flows in because and that's that's why i practice yoga that's i mean so our friend lance when lance passed away um i was already doing yoga but that whole thing really set me and made me look back and step back and look at my life from a bigger lens and be like what are you doing it made me just question all like the crazy like spiritual higher questions that like that happens when somebody close to you passes away and that's when i really got into yoga and then i realized like okay this is what's going to save me this is what's going to help my mental health this is what's going to help me feel okay even though my life is shitty and I'm poor and like I was living in LA I didn't have any money for food gas like it was horrible um but yoga literally every time I stepped on my mat I was just like all right I'm good like everything's gonna be fine because once you get that connection to your body it doesn't have to just be yoga like you said skating like when you're out there skating it could be like a meditation for you or when somebody goes running it's a meditation it connects them to their heart and and opens up all these energy channels in the body so i think that's really important for everybody to to know is that like there isn't just one right or wrong mindful practice it's just like really connecting to your yourself and allowing yourself to let go of those emotions and 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 speak and feel and not suppress absolutely um and especially with you i mean you're doing you're teaching yoga you're doing podcasts you're doing all these things that you're living like the most fulfilling life that you know how to live and see for me i wasn't doing that and that would always lead to my relapse i didn't know how to live live a fulfilling life i didn't know what i was passionate about i I was just going through the motions of existing and it was just so bland and just blah. And I was just so like, you know, it's almost like you hope for death in a way, but like. When you're stuck in that darkness. Yes. Like, I like how you just put that though. Um, You're living your best life that you know, you, that you know you can live like. And just by listening to what we're passionate about, like I was listening to some podcast, I forget which one it was, but it was like, what are the the three things that you look forward to in your day the most? You should be focusing on how those things can be what your life is about instead of like dreading the rest of your day and only looking forward to some parts of your day and kind of like molding your life around the things that really make you feel passionate and your happiest highest self and like it took me a relapse as well to get to this point because before I moved to Philly um, as you know I was like hanging out with people who were 
really into drugs and alcohol and like I've gone through phases in my life obviously um but I think it took that quote-unquote relapse to make me realize and get and reach that low that really really rock bottom low and I was like yeah I need to like rebuild like like tear down everything and rebuild from the ground up so I think rock bottoms and relapses are like honestly blessing in disguise and it's just like time to like reconstruct everything so I love the term or I love the phrase blessing in disguise because it's the truth you know if you can sit back and truly like look at situations and work through the negative and then realize the positives that come from it is like truly a beautiful thing like I could say you know I would have never had this beautiful iboga experience had I not relapsed this past time had I not like how you said had I not gone through this breakup mm -hmm. had I not done this relapse I would have never done iboga I would have never reconnected with my brother in a way that we never have before mm -hmm. um I would have never had this like blessing of knowledge of what I think my purpose in life is and the direction that I need to take my life now. Right. Had I not done this, I would have still been doing construction and yeah. I still would just been miserable. I think that the universe has a funny way of like helping us and my whole take on it is if we're like deep into this like cycle of drugs or whatever addiction or toxic relationships and like we're stuck in the trenches, I think that the universe will kind of like flick something fucked up in our path to, to just reset. Cause sometimes we don't have the strength within us just to be like one day, all right, yeah, I'm going to change, you know, like something dramatic has to happen. Like how I broke my arm last year or your breakup or your relapse or losing a friend and like um, the universe kind of like does this job to nudge you and then it's all about like more of a divine plan and I think um, if we could step back and look at our lives in that way everybody would feel better like nobody if everybody could really t take a bigger lens and be like oh wow these series of events led me here and now I know this person and now I'm here and then I went there it's like it all adds up but some people just get so lost in this woe is me and everything's happening to me and that's I think that's the beauty of being aware and like having a mindful practice whether it's yoga or running or skating or whatever it is it's going to connect you to yourself well if you truly live a conscious living you'll realize the signs that the universe gives you on a day-to-day -day basis definitely um, you know when you're not following your true path you know what you're passionate about what you feel wholeheartedly about then you're you're working with the ego mind you know like it's like prior to this, prior to this Iboga experience and prior to my conscious living or whatever, I used to say to myself, I want to do this with my life. And then I would think my ego would tell me, no, how the fuck are you going to make a living with this? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? You need to right. stop. You need to stop thinking like that. You need to think logically and use reason. Right. But what makes, what makes the ego logic? You know what I mean? That's all conditioning. So like if you're constantly driven by the ego and constantly using logic and reason, you're going to miss the signs that are given to you on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That loops us back into having a healthy amount of ego, but understanding that detaching from the ego can really like reset our mind and I think that's what you got from your whole experience and I'm really really excited for you and for like this next chapter of your life because I literally feel like it's a new chapter or it's a new book and like you're just rebuilding from the ground up and 
you're so knowledgeable in in the way that the mind works and addiction and how to speak to people and how to make people feel comfortable in their vulnerability and I like I'm just really excited for what you're gonna do for for people because you you make me feel really good and I could only imagine what somebody with an opiate addiction or somebody who's relapsing they would just get so much um comfort and and like realness from you so well i think um i think what you see in me is that i just i care i care about people yeah and there's not enough of that in this world you know people need to care more people yeah. need to love more people need to listen more sometimes people just want to be heard they want to be Everybody. understood yeah and through my life experiences, I can definitely understand the lowest of the lows and the highest of the highs because I've been at both places. So, you know, I think that's where my, my gift comes from is that I just generally care about people and just, you know, we're all the same. We're just trying to find purpose and meaning throughout our life living on this rock that's just floating through the galaxies and we're just you know we don't want to feel like we're meaningless you know we want to feel connection we want to we want to feel love mm -hmm. simple it's the most simple of ideas but we but society gets so lost and so so lost and it and it comes down to money and allowing us to feel emotion and we're all healing trauma and we're all gonna have really crazy cycles of our lives and we're gonna have really amazing cycles and we have to speak about both of the cycles because then that's how we help people is like especially like stories like like yours you're meant to help people literally because you've seen both sides of the spectrum and um that's just like beautiful the way that you that you put that like people need to care more and be of service more and i think that um you know people some people don't realize how good it feels to help people but you just have to find your channel and your your outlet of how are you going to help people like what genre or what area of life is it that you want to help people and do do what what do you want to help them do you know what do you want what do you want to help them feel there's so many that's the main question is how do you want to help people so i think that's well don't get me wrong not everybody are empaths so not like, everybody no you know we all have our own unique gifts it's just like actually recognizing them and using them in a productive way that gives you fulfillment in life as opposed to just doing the mundane bullshit of everyday life working nine to five job doing this doing that just to get by as opposed to following your heart and your passions and living a life that's meaningful right. and that's that's i think the stem of most of like the psychological troubles that people are dealing with nowadays it's just like they're just being eaten alive they're just mentally and physically wearing themselves out for something that they have no passion for right it's like you're stuck yeah and you're stuck i've gotten i i haven't gotten to that point where i could say i've beat that stigma because i still do it all the time too i get wrapped up in a job that I hate, I get, you know, just to pay bills for things that I don't really need or did, you know, whatever the case is. I'm just, I, I haven't reached that point yet, but I'm working to it and I'm conscious of it now. So, right. It just takes little, little steps. So we're coming to the end here. I would, I want to get your like one, one main question to end it would be what are the biohacks quote unquote or rituals 
that you do in your daily life that are literally saving you right now, that are just giving you clarity, that are like, give us details. What, what are the main things that you do each day that really are just like filling you up with like contentment and, and happiness? I think it has to go into my understanding of recovery, especially this time the reconnection of the mind, body, and spirit, and having a balance between the three. So incorporating each one of those aspects in my daily life. So I physically exercise every day, regularly. I push myself mentally. I, you know, I'm studying math. I'm brushing up on my math. So it's like, so my, all right, let me start over again. Body, I work out, I exercise. I'm conscious of what I'm eating. And then body, or uh, mind. I'm constantly learning new things. I'm listening to um, more conscious, I don't know how you media. would say Yeah, media. I'm not just like listening to brainwashing and mindless shit all the mm-hmm. time. I'm, I'm more like aware of what's going on and that's so true because the mind is a muscle too. So it's important to strengthen that as well. Um, and then spiritually just re having a connection with the universal energy that surrounds us. And I do a lot of that through meditation and just conscious living, just right. Loving myself. Loving myself is like the main thing, just learning to love and appreciate the health that I have, where I'm at in my life, and just the fact that I'm not an addict and I'm not dead anymore. (laughs) Dead. Right. Like giving yourself full permission to love how far you've come and even love the dark parts of you and like appreciate yourself because I think that that's so true. Like addicts. And everybody in life is like the worst critic they can be of themselves. And if we just had more compassion for ourselves, we would, we wouldn't feel it like this heavy layer of like, you know, intense, but yeah, that's amazing. Like, thank you for sharing that. And um, if you had one little bit of inspiration for somebody who might be in a dark like, like if they're, if they're deep in it right now with drug use or toxic relationship or anything, just like one little bit of advice, like one sentence, what, what would you say just to kind of see if you could get, get through to them? It could be a question. It could be a, just a quote, anything. Um, just fine. Find that flame that burns inside you. You know, it through the darkest times, it still burns. Maybe very, very little. But just tap into that little flame of hope and inspiration. And just know that life is worth living. And there is meaning and there is purpose to your existence sometimes you just got to look for it in a different way I love that you're talented um I'm lucky to have you as a friend we've known each other for a pretty long time um I just I'm so appreciative that you're in my life and I wanted to end on this one like crazy little note um I remember the day that you texted me and you said, Hey, sorry, I've been, I've been like MIA. Like I, I went to rehab. Do you remember what I said to you? No, I, so that night you can hear like either they're gunshots or fireworks. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> um, that night before you texted me in the morning, I had a dream and I woke up and I said to myself, I think somebody is in rehab. Somebody like oh, yeah, one, of, yeah, yeah. one of my friends is in rehab. And I, I thought the first person I thought was the, the guy that like ha, is really deep in, into it here in Philly. But I, 
but for some reason I was just like somebody's in rehab you know I woke up with that and then not even like an hour later you texted me and said that so I feel a strong connection to you um energetically and I just feel like you are on the right path and I'm just grateful to have you in my life and we'll have to keep everybody updated and you'll you'll come back on the podcast and we'll talk about all things like dating and and all that stuff and all the fun crazy shit that we go through so yeah I love you Sean I love you too Gab I'm proud of you (laughs) I'm proud of you too all right well thank you for coming on thank you for having me Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Sean. He is an amazing soul, an amazing friend, and he's one of those people who, even if I don't see or talk to for months, uh, we can just drop in and dial in like no time has passed. And those are the types of friends that we need to really Uh, hang tight to and be there for one another especially through these life transitions and addiction and growth and self-development and evolving through all the changes with grace and compassion for ourselves that's the most important thing we can do if you want to subscribe and rate and review the podcast that's what helps the podcast thrive i really appreciate all of you guys who have submitted your reviews and ratings it really helps the podcast just rise to the surface as you know this is a one-woman show i do everything i record i edit i put together all the episodes and hopefully we'll be having more guests in the upcoming episodes especially now that we're in the fall and winter seasons Um, if you like this episode share it with a friend or a family member send it to them on instagram screenshot it tag me on ig my instagram is gypsy love flow feel free to reach out all of my information is in the show notes and uh, we'll leave you with the rest of this amazing song that is one of my favorite songs by incubus ever so have a good rest of your day night week love you the sky resembles a backlit canopy